Good evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore and the surrounding areas. This is Man in the Mirror with your hosts, Kai and Nichelle. And this evening is, a, is special for Nichelle and I because we have the privilege and honor to interview a special young, soon-to-be Sylvan Spielberg herself, and that none, none <laughs> other is... Diana Arlena Eaton, di- Director Extraordinaire. So let's Hello. get ready to hear. Welcome to the show, Diana. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Welcome to the show, Diana. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, excellent. So let's get ready to hear about her first premiere document documentary. And the first thing I'm going to say is I Kai will be in the background this evening. This will be a dialogue between these two special ladies, between Nichelle and Diana, and I will be in the background, manning the phones, checking the chat room, keeping everything moving. And and I'm excited because I, you know, I love to hear when Nichelle, um, you know, does her interviews as well because we're a team, so we're like a tag team. So tonight she will have a privilege to um, talk about this special documentary that just came out. But before we get started, if you have any questions or comments, please press the number one on your phone, and you'll be put in our queue, and I will start off with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for uh, lying down last night. Lord, thank you, Lord, for waking us up. Lord, we even thank you, Lord, that we can still praise and honor you in the midst of COVID-19. Lord, we're not going to worry about the crisis, but we're going to worry about Christ, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for Diane and all the hard work that she put in her documentary, for the family support she has, for the church support she has, and for the friends and neighbors and everyone around her that's been supporting her, Lord. We just thank you and praise you and just welcome her to this show. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. And before we get amen. started, before I let these two women go, um, let me read a little bit about this young lady who's been busy working. Diana has a strong passion for using her creativity to express her deepest thoughts, emotions, and life experience from a Christian perspective through various art forms. From making hip-hop beats and producing documentaries, she is determined to create uplifting content that will address real issues while highlighting the keys to the true love, peace, and freedom that everyone deserves to enjoy. Diana is currently co-producing, which is finished, now upcoming podcast, which is on its way, with em- empowering conversations that dismantle anti-Christ cultures and misconceptions in Christianity. And without further ado, ado and I mean ado, I'm going to let these two ladies start their dialogue off. And I, again, I will be in the background just listening as this conversation goes on. Michelle, take it away. I was going to say, normally you introduce me and give me a chance to say hi before all of this happens, but I guess I'm on my own now. I'm truly running the show. <laughs> Welcome to the world of running the show, but go ahead. So, uh, hi, Diana. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? How's it going? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And I'm very, actually, I'm very excited to interview you today. So hopefully you guys Thank can you, hear me, me well because I'm, I'm the, yeah. Uh, hopefully everyone can hear me well. Welcome to our listening audience. Um, if you want to have a word with our guests or if you want to call in and ask a question, uh, please feel free to do so. Uh, you can dial 854 Eight, I'm sorry, 845-277-9384. Again, that's 845-277-9384. If you want to ask our guests a question or just call and make a comment, feel free to do so. So with that out of the way, Diana, I am excited because you are such mm-hmm. an amazing person. And, and, <laughs> and I was I was asking <laughs> You're welcome. And I was actually uh, talking to Kai about you, and I said, you know, I saw, I've seen you around for years, like years, I guess, ever since I've 
known Erica at some point. I started seeing you around. Uh, and this mm-hmm. is Pastor Erica J. Stanley, who we had on the show uh, for a panel discussion not too long ago. But um, mm-hmm. so I, I've been seeing you around. And so I have been an admirer of yours uh, because oh, it started with me hearing, yeah, it started with me hearing your poetry. And so that's the oh, first wow. thing that I ever heard. Yes. And so, and I, um, then past that, I started seeing that you were getting into the photography and everything that you were doing. And I, I, you know, we don't know your whole journey. So I guess that's the first thing that I really want to ask. What is your, what is your journey been? What, what, you know, a path has God led you through to get to where we are now and what we're talking about, which is this awesome documentary um, that we'll get into later that you have just filmed, produced, whatever else you did. I mastered the music, I'm guessing. <laughs> whatever else. So we can, we can get into that. But, yeah, so I definitely want to hear about your full journey. I know what I've seen, but what what tell us a little bit about you and what you've been through, what walk you've had. Sure. Well, first, again, thank you so much for having um, having me on your show. I definitely love y'all. I love you and Kai, and um, I'm, I'm thankful to be connected with you both. But just to give a little background of how I got to where I am now. So I was, I've been a creative my entire life, but I've always played it safe. So um, I remember when I first started college, I chose a major that quote-unquote makes money because, you know, we were always told that, you know, if you get a degree in music or in film or the arts, like, you're not going to make money. Like, you just don't do that. So mm-hmm. um, I studied psychology in undergrad, which I'm happy that I did because um, psychology, even if you don't practice it professionally, you apply those skills every day working with people. And um, that education has helped me to really understand people and Ironically, it's also helped me with storytelling because, of course, storytelling is telling, you know, all the com- talking about all the complexities of um, the human experience. So just, you know, that's really helped me a lot with developing narratives. But um, long story short, in 2015, shortly after I earned my first degree, I really just had an epiphany. Um, it's like it just fell like a ton of bricks on me, and I realized that, I was just really unhappy with what I was doing, and the Lord really moved my heart to really pursue my passion in the arts. So I, I enrolled in American University, which is um, I earned my master's in film and electronic media. And that decision just really opened up a multitude of doors and introduced me to a lot of skills and connected me with a lot of great people. And that's how I got into filmmaking. Um, that's how I began to really delve into different forms of digital media. And that's how I got my job where I am now. I work for a production company, which puts on a digital media festival every year. But the Lord really has just opened my eyes, and he's he's helped me to see that he gave me this gift. He gave me this passion as a way to glorify him. And the thing I've realized is you don't have to chase money. Whatever gift God has given you, if you just put your all into it, and if you trust him, it might not happen over time. I mean, it might not happen overnight. But over time, you will certainly get to a place of prosperity, and he will bless your gifts. So that's what I did, and that's how I got to where I am now, as just, you know, making a living as a creative. And I'm I'm just really thankful. God's really blessed me and has showered me with a lot of favor. Yes, and I, I have to say that you, you are just one super talented person because um, if I'm not mistaken, because, you know, we're, we're friends on Facebook, so, right. I'm not mistaken. Uh, right. I'm seeing all kind of stuff. So you know, we we know that you're in film and photography and all that. Um, and then, of course, like I was saying, when I first met you, was the poetry. Um, but then I've seen you put up like music. So are these beats that you're making yourself? Yes. Oh my gosh. Put me like give me okay. a MacBook and a keyboard and garage band that I'm in heaven. Like literally that is my happy space. I love making music. So yes, the beats that I share are beats that, that I produce. Yeah. I, yes, I love I've it. Been, it is so some fun. Of them been some really great, yeah. It's been really great. The things that I've heard. And, and, the, and of course, 
uh, the thing that we're talking about today, which is producing the natural. And I know you also did uh, a commercial. <laughs> oh, yes, a little short, that was a commercial fun. Song. <laughs> yes, that uh, was really fun. And then, so, <laughs> super talented. Yeah. Thank super you. Super talented. And so then we get here with, with, with this documentary. And yes. so with the documentary and for our listening audience, um, uh, I don't know, I guess it was about maybe a month ago or so, um, we had uh, Pastor Erica um, J. Stanley on from Masterpiece Community Connection Ministries, um, along with um, uh, the one, the, Miss Olsen. I was like, with Miss uh, Daphne Olsen, who started uh, Mothers of Murdered Sons and Daughters, and um, we had uh, a pastor's uh, wife. Uh, uh, First Lady Bell Loud So we Mm -hmm. had like a panel on That were kind of having a really great discussion And so that Our audience can remember Pastor Erica J. Stanley Very dynamic and passionate Speaker uh, Especially Mm -hmm. about the subject that we were Speaking of And so she is The subject Of your documentary that we're Talking about today And so I well, one, I really wanted to know, I guess, like, what, why did you choose or what was the reason behind choosing um, her particular story to tell in your documentary? What was the, I guess, purpose behind it or what was going on there that, that made that um, the choice for you? And is this your first oh, is documentary? I want to, I'm, this is your very first? Yes, it is my very first. Okay, so as your debut, <laughs> yeah. Why why did you choose choose her and and uh, for that? So I really want to know about that. So it's funny, and it just goes to to prove how we can make plans. But God has a really funny way of going in and just totally taking you a different route that you you know that you didn't initially have plans. Mm-hmm. So the project started mm-hmm. out. I had I had um, planned to have three pastors as um as subjects of the documentary and I wanted I initially wanted three because I wanted three different viewpoints and they were all very different. And Pastor Stanley was the only female pastor. The other two were male, so she was gonna come from a completely different perspective and experience from the guys. So I shot some footage and put together a rough cut and I I shared it with my advisors to screen and they just straight up told me, like, you know, just focus on her. Like, we want to know more about her. And I was like, wow. Yeah, they were really adamant. They were like, like, she's the most compelling. She's the most interesting. We want her. So cut everybody else out and just focus on her. So that's what I did. And it's amazing how the narrative just begins to really shift in such a beautiful way. And, And the thing that God helped me to see because originally the, the I, I had envisioned for the documentary to just really show how pastors people don't really know what pastors go through they don't really understand the burden of pastoring people and over the course of um, me being involved in church over the past ten years I've just happened to you know I've I've been close to a lot of pastors so I know and see a lot of what was going on in the back end so I I, I really felt that that was something important for everyone to see. But the story, the, the narrative ended up shifting to showcasing the heart of a true pastor. And that's the Lord gave me the title, The Heart of a Servant, a Masterpiece in the Making. And to answer your question, why her? Because she has the heart of a servant. Um, a, a lot of people mm-hmm. in the world pastor, but I don't believe everybody is called to pastor. You have to have a heart to pastor. And in my opinion, Pastor Stanley is that person. Like she has a heart for people, she loves you, she is one of the most patient people. She's funny. She's down to earth. She um she doesn't come from a squeaky clean background. Like she comes from like more of a like a hood street background. So she can you know get down and get real with anybody. But she has a heart of a servant. And Pastor Stanley is not just she's not church. Like she's kingdom. She gets outside the four walls of the church and she makes a difference. I remember way back in the day, her and I and my family we used to go to the same church, um, Church of the Lord's Harvest. And back then she was an elder, and she would um, gather some folks up, and we would feed the homeless on the corner of Belvedere and Park Heights of Baltimore. 
And that was just a real humbling mm-hmm. experience. And that was just like my first encounter with outreach. So that's one of the things I just admire the most about her as a pastor, besides her devotion to Christ and her love, is the fact that she gets outside of the full walls of church and she goes to the people who aren't coming to church. Like she's, you know, it's great to have a good time in the building. It's great to run around and scream and roll around, but we can't just save, you know, all of that power and all of that knowledge to ourselves. We have to go and share that with the world, which is what Jesus did. And that's exactly what she does. So that's, you know, that's really why I believe the Lord put her on my heart and why he even moved my advisors to say, we want her story. So just, you know, focus on her. Right. <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing Thanks. to me because, you know, we make our plans, right? But, you know, mm-hmm. God is the one that that is really going to make things happen and it's going to be all according to his will. And I wanted to say, um, so I did get the uh, chance to, uh, look at the documentary when it premiered uh, a few days ago, and so it was. It was really, it really did showcase that, like what you were trying to mm-hmm. capture was really captured. And so, you know, just to see one of, and this is one of my favorite things uh, that I know that she does, and that that you captured in the um, documentary was was how she does these. Um, uh, beach, um, <laughs> I guess it's considered a beach, but how she does these beach um, baptisms. So oh, yeah. she does uh-huh. them, you know, you know, going to the beach and the people just walk into the water off of the sand. That is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, and that's the only person that I've ever uh, seen do something like that. And I, I think it's just really amazing. So you really capture that a bit um, in the documentary, and I love that because that is really one of my favorite things because it's not about um, pretense. And and even that, she doesn't keep it in the building. She wants to get out into the community. And so, um, yeah, and having been there in person um, at times, I've literally watched people um, stop and just, you know, give reverence to what she's doing and move out the way. And then I've mm-hmm. seen kids who were curious and kind of coming up to them looking like, what are they doing? You know, it's really interesting <laughs> to see. And so that's that's just, I think that to me um, encompasses just who she is. Like she yeah. just, she doesn't want to, to do everything in all pomp and circumstance. She really wants to involve people, involve the community and what she's doing. So, yeah, everything really, it, it came through in the documentary. But well, thank you. This, this show is not for me to talk. It's for you. <laughs> so, no, thank you. I appreciate that. that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I definitely yeah. appreciate that. That's what I was hoping to do because that makes me feel very good. Thank you. Yeah, and it was really beautifully done, um, very beautifully done. I definitely, you. you know, don't know anything about film, <laughs> but, you know, we know when, when something's not done right because the stuff happening that shouldn't be happening, but it it was really, really good, um, very well done, and I just want to congratulate you on that. Um, Thank you. And, and what I, yes, and, and what I wanted to say also before I go on, because, you know, Kai likes to stop and ask me, do I have anything to add just to make sure, so. Kai, do you have anything to add at this time? No, no, I'm just sitting in the back. You know, you're trying to be real slick. I was on mute just listening and posting and trying to pull me in here. Yeah, but I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm definitely enjoying it. You you guys are doing an awesome job. I'm just in the background enjoying it and posting and saying, you know, just putting it out there, putting it out there. Thanks. Okay. But, uh, you know, she really, it, it really touched my heart how she just, you know, she you let the Lord use her to point out, you know, the real truth about not being inside the building. Because today's churches, there's not too many. I grew up in a Mennonite church. So the Mennonites are all over the place. They're all over the place, all over the world. So they just don't stay inside the church. Mennonites are a, church, a service-orientated um, group of believers. You know, so they get out in service. They used to, you know, it's not about me right now, but it's about you. But they got out and into the community, into the world. They sent people all over the world just to serve 
communities that were going through. So, you know, right. and that's what, you know, that's what your um, documentary was showing about um, Pastor Stanley, that she didn't just stay inside the building. Yeah, the building's fine, but she got out mm-hmm. there and talked, served, and got hoodish with the people in a Christian kind of way. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she kept it real, just like you said, she kept it real. But God right. uses everyone. Always. Right. Thank yeah. well, so thank now, now I will go no. back into my so I will now go back into my corner. Yeah, let's go in your corner. <laughs> Just a reminder, half so we're at, almost near our halfway point. I got I have this time. I see I'm watching the time. I'm good. Okay. All right, all right. You pulled remember you pulled me and right. I was being that <laughs> So that that and we're gonna let let Kai go back to the corner. But uh, okay. So one thing, one other thing that I want to talk about, because of course um, we're we're in what we're in now. Um, but that's that's worldwide. But in Baltimore, right in Baltimore, there has just been a lot um, going on, um, and so. I want to kind of know did anything ever deter you. I mean, I, I don't think so because you were really concentrating on Pastor Stanley, but did anything ever deter you with everything that's kind of been happening in Baltimore um, City? And I wanted to ask you also, because I want to say that you started this maybe around 2018, but I don't know if that's true. I wanted to check in with that timeline, but I thought it was around 2018, so I know, you know, the riots and all that stuff had already happened, but we've just been having a lot going on in Baltimore. So I know you've mm-hmm. been on this track um, with the documentary for a couple of years now. And so were you ever deterred or, or what was, you know, I, I I can almost guess kind of came up against you, I'm sure, because you were about a good work. But can you talk about that? Yeah, so um, it's like when you're making, like filmmaking, there all there's always going to be things that happen that you don't expect to happen, the things that you can't control. And to me, I think one of the biggest challenges with the project, it wasn't coming up with the story, but the biggest challenge, I would say, honestly, is just on the production. And because I'm, when I was in school, I was a part of a cohort. We all started the program together, and most of us exited graduated together and so the, the, the majority of us started our thesis around the same time so it was just hard to get people to help because everybody was you know busy doing their own their own thesis but I was blessed because and this is favor I just put it out there on Facebook one day and you're right the project I, I officially went into production January 2018 I originally got the idea in 2017 but I was working with my advisors you know, to really get this, you know, get a strong narrative. But production began January 2018, and I just put something on Facebook asking, you know, if anybody would be available to help run sound, camera, X, Y, Z. And one of my classmates actually reached out to me, and she is very, very, very talented. I'll, I'll shout her out. Her name is Betts Wilkins. She is very talented. And um, she's a cinematographer, and she just reached out to me and said, you know, I'd love to be a part of your project. And um, I explained that, you know, of course, us being grad students, everybody is working with a, with a, a pretty limited budget. And um, she was just really, she was just really awesome. I mean, she caught, I didn't know that she wasn't driving, but the first segment we shot, if you watched, for all who watched the documentary, you know that it opened up with Pastor Stanley in, um, in a bowling alley. And there was some footage of her later on mm-hmm. in a bowling alley as well. But that was actually the first segment that mm-hmm. we shot. And the young lady caught a bus all the way from D.C. to Baltimore to help me film that. And I was like, if I knew, oh, I would have wow. gave you a ride. But, yeah, but that because she, she just loves what she does, and that's just favor. Like, she caught the bus all the way from D.C. to Baltimore just to help me film. And we were together the whole weekend, and she, like, her work was, her footage was phenomenal. So I think production was just mm-hmm. the, biggest, the biggest challenge. And there were some times I couldn't find anyone to help. And um, my strength really is in writing. I'm not really, I can I can do videography, but it's not something that I really have mastered because I was I think I'm more of a writer when it comes to um, filmmaking, more on the writer 
directing side. But I took my DSLR and I made it happen, and God blessed it, and I'm grateful. So yeah, to answer your question, I think production, actual production, was just just the biggest challenge. Yeah, and and just to to have a story, I really hope it gets um, gets some traction, can get out there um, some more because we just need more positive things coming out of Baltimore. Like, you know, we have so so much happening here locally. Um, and just to have, you know, a positive uh, story like that, just to see a person who's doing something positive. And there's a lot of positivity in Baltimore, <laughs> but, you know, we don't always right. see it. So this is definitely, right. definitely highlighted it. So I'm thankful for that. Thank you. So, yeah, I love I, – I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm-mm, go ahead. Oh, I'm just gonna say I love Baltimore because I'm actually from Baltimore, but I um I I grew up in Howard mm-hmm. County in Columbia for the most part, but I am originally from Baltimore, and most of my family, well actually all of my family in Maryland is from Baltimore as well. So the city really means a lot to me, and it's just funny because when people come out of town, you mention Baltimore, the first thing they think is a liar. I'm like, oh, it's dangerous there, <laughs> and I'm like, the whole city is not like dangerous. I mean, it has good parts and you know less good parts like everywhere else. But it's a beautiful city, and you have so many people doing great things in the city. So I'm really happy that Pastor Stanley, you know, the Lord put her on my heart because not only does she represent the body of Christ, but as a Baltimore um, native, well, she's not from Baltimore, but as someone who lives in Baltimore, she's doing great things in the community, and she's a great representative. I mean, she's very active in many ways, so I'm really glad that, you know, the Lord used her to showcase that there are good things coming out of the city. Yes, and her her ministry is 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 in Baltimore, and um, she definitely serves in Baltimore, um, right? Just all over the place, doing doing some great things, and so yeah, that was that was just really good to see. Also, um, so we are at about the halfway mark. I I I won't belabor uh, our break because I think we're a couple minutes out, but we are at the halfway mark, and I'll actually uh, let Kai take over the uh, announcements, whatever announcements there are. But uh, I would like to say, again, um, if you all want to ask a question or have a comment for our guests, feel free to call in at 845-277-9384. Again, that's 845-277-9384. And uh, Kai, you can take take away our break. We'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Excellent, excellent. You ladies are rocking it tonight. I'm just enjoying all the information that I am learning about, you know, Steven Spielberg Jr., who's up in the house, director extraordinaire. As we're moving on, a couple notes from our special supporters, a few notes from our special supporters. Music Instruction for All Learners, Inc., where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 833-643-2563 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please visit us at our website at www.mefileinc.org. And also, Music Instruction for All Learners, Inc. is launching its new program, MeFow Arts Academy, in September. If you love the arts like photography, dance, culinary arts, mm, like to eat, and art classes all online, then, you know, since we're going through this COVID right now, go to MeFow, Inc.'s website and check out the MeFow Arts Academy link. Again, I'm excited about tonight. Uh, this special announcement and this special um, piece is going out to our guest tonight and out to Pastor Stanley, and it's titled, Tyler Perry, Be a Point of Light for Others. I grew up in New Orleans. My mother worked as a daycare assistant at the Jewish Community Center. The man that I was told was my father was a carpenter and a functional alcoholic. He was abusive to my mother and I, not more than a baby herself, when she married this man, she tried her best to protect me from him. 
but with no life skills of her own, she did what she knew how to do. Friday was payday for him, so he would come home happy, but that was short-lived. He would go out and return a few hours later drunk and angry, yelling and fighting her. As I look back over my life, there were many people that had a hand in shining light into my darkness when I was growing up. I had just started junior high school, and in order for me to get to high school, I had to walk through the drug dealers, literally step over the and the drug addicts, walk through a graveyard, then in the next block past gang members, and then go through the projects, and then come to a six-lane intersection, and it was always busy, but just beyond that was the school. Well, one day as I'm approaching this intersection, I hear this voice saying, will someone help me cross? He was in a suit. He had a cooler in the hand and a folded lawn chair in one hand and his cane in the other. Will someone help me cross, he said. People kept ignoring him, walking past him with their busy lives. We were poor, but we were busy. I don't know why poor people are so busy. I said, I'll help you in my 13-year-old changing voice. He said, well, thank you, son. May I have your shoulder? I said, yes, sir. He said, don't trick me now. I said, no, sir, I won't. We crossed the street. I asked him where he was going. He told me that he was going to, uh, to my school to sell perline candy to the kids. So I helped him to the school, and he said thank you, and he told me that God would bless me for my kindness. He and I became friends. We took that walk every day. I came out of school one afternoon, and there he was sitting outside in that lawn chair selling praline candies, 25 cents. And I saw one of the kids try to buy candy, right? And they gave Mr. Butler a dollar, and they told him it was a $5 bill. I stepped in, and I said, Mr. Butler, this is a scam. Needless to say, I had a lot of enemies at that school. But it didn't matter. I was glad to do it. You see, Mr. Butler was one of the first men in my life to see me. And what made it all the more special is that he was blind. He was a point of light. One morning I was late meeting him and as I walked up to the intersection I could see Mr. Butler standing there not saying a word. So I tipped up behind him and I said, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to wait to see what happens. He said, I know you're there, son. I said, yes, sir, I am. I said, I didn't hear you saying, will someone help me cross? He said, no, I was listening for you. I said, you were? He said, yes. Sometimes in life, son, when you pray and you said all you can say, all you have to do is stand and wait and listen. What a point of light he was. There are many people in this world that are wanting, waiting, saying, asking, begging, hoping. Will someone help me cross? We all have the power to be a point of life. We are listening live with Man in the Mirror with our guest this evening, the great, the one, the only, director extraordinaire, Diana Arlena Eaton, and with our true and beautiful Host who's doing all the questions this evening, Nichelle Johnson. Ladies, you're again, you're doing a wonderful job, and I hope you know that was a you know something I came across this morning, and that's directed towards our guest this evening for being a point of light as she's showing a point of light. Thank you, thank you. Amen. That caught me off guard, Kyle. I was waiting for a song. <laughs> Like, oh, we're doing something different. Okay. Well, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it really was. He must have muted himself again. <laughs> uh, okay. No, I didn't okay. mute myself. So, I'm, just, I'm just waiting to get ready to go back in my corner. Back in the corner. Okay. Fair enough. I thought he said, don't put baby in the corner. okay so anyway off with you Kai and back back to Diana so that was really good and and I really do feel like that applies to both you and Pastor Sam 
both of you guys are definitely. And so thank you. I wanted to know, like, yes, I wanted to know, like, what are you working on? What's going on with you, like, lately? What what projects do you have coming up? So I am super excited to announce that my sister and I are co-creators of a new podcast that is coming soon. It's launching actually this upcoming Wednesday, and the name of the podcast is Freedom Podcast, Freedom Podcast. And the whole idea behind it is just to have conversations that highlight problematic and erroneous viewpoints towards Christianity and antichrist cultures and just, you know, spew truths and shine light on things. People think that, you know, a lot of people have bad misconceptions about Christianity. And also um, we found there's a lot of antichrist culture in the church and a lot of things we think are God sometimes really aren't God. So it's really geared for people who are looking for answers, people who are unsure and people who just need some clarification on really what this walk with God is all about, because it's really a beautiful thing, and the foundation is faith and love, and that's that's what we're all about. So we're just trying to shine light. So I think that's a, a really interesting, interesting topic, because you're saying any anti-Christian. Um, and so yes, yes. I, I guess could you go a little more into that? Yeah, sure. So part of the, so it's kind of a two it's kind of um, twofold. So we're dealing with misconceptions of Christianity, and we're also dealing with antichrist cultures that have that has crept its way into the body of Christ. So an easy and common example of that is gossip. Like as common as it is, it really is not okay. Um, we should not be talking about brothers and sisters, but it's something that, you know, I know I've been guilty of it. A lot of people have been guilty of it. But it's just things like that that we don't think anything of. But it is a big deal, and it is antichrist because God tells us not to do it. So calling out stuff like that that's just become so normalized when it really shouldn't be. And, um, like, we had a conversation mm. on how important it is to be healed, how healing is necessary because um, we're called to love our neighbors, but it's hard to hurt people, hurt people. So if you're not whole and if your heart is torn and bitter, then it's going to be very, really difficult for you to love people. So um, a lot of times we have to go back and we have to deal with certain traumas and we have to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, to heal us and to help us to, to get into a place of wholeness and good health um, naturally, but also spiritually so we can do um, the will of God and, and love the way that we're supposed to. Wow, and you know one of the and and this may be covered kind of covered under what you guys um, are doing and, and what you were saying. I think is very important because I think we have come to um, a place that we're kind of really comfy. We're really comfy where we are. Uh, we believe in God. We go to church. We serve on boards. We sing in choirs. We do all the stuff that we're supposed to do. But then we also had these behaviors, you know, uh, people have talked about, like, the cliquish kind of behavior where, you know, people are grouped up and they don't want you in their group, which is definitely not a Christian thing to do, uh, you know, and, and just, Things like that, and like you were talking about the gossip that people look at as small things, small things like that's not a you know that's not a huge thing, but it's still against the, the very nature and spirit of God and the characteristics that we're supposed to be displaying as children of God, and so I think that's really important, and uh, and a lot also uh, is put on what people call church hurt. Uh, right. You have these uh, babes and babes in Christ, and they come in, and and sometimes it's not a babe in Christ. It's maybe somebody who's been there, but they're treated a certain way by the. Um, and, and I kind of want you to tackle this, um, or to say something about this, but they they maybe treated a certain way by the people um, who are there, the other men and women of God. And it causes them to kind of walk away from God because it's a people. So 
you know, what I guess like what do you what are your views on that or is that something that you guys are kinda of tackling and what you're talking about, um, as well? Like because I think it's important that people know that the behavior of a person or person is not representative always of God. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And unfortunately, a lot of people's viewpoints, and I meant to say this earlier, but Freedom Podcast, um, the, the whole point of that title and that name is just the bottom line is we want to help people get free from these hurts. We want to teach people how to get free from these hurts because we've been free from many things. We want to teach people how to become free from all these misconceptions and, and things that they've been thinking that aren't true, which leads back to what you were just saying. Unfortunately, um, people have been hurt by other people and that has marred and scarred their perception of God because they feel like, you know, that's how God feels about them. But that's not, that's not at all true because God is love. God is gracious and God is merciful. And what people have to really understand is, you know, even with, you know, there have been leaders who like, you know, pastors, elders, whatever status, you know, many leaders have made mistakes and they've, wounded people unintentionally or sometimes intentionally. But what people have to realize is that even even your pastor, your bishop, whoever it is, they're still people, which means that they still have the potential to make mistakes and to err. And it's really important to know the difference between flesh and the Holy Spirit because God will convince you, but he will never condemn you. So if you are being condemned, even if it's in a church setting, well, that's not God because God will never condemn you. You know, if you're blood washed, if you if you have accepted Christ in your heart as your savior, then you have been saved from condemnation. And even you know, if you if you make a mistake or you do something wrong, then you will get convicted. But you know, the Bible says He disciplines, He chastens the ones that He loves. So if you get that conviction, then that's just God's way of nudging you to get you to repent. Because the Bible also says that His kindness is meant to draw us to repentance. So when you feel a conviction, that's not that's not like saying that you're not worthy of God's love. No, they're saying that you need to repent, turn from that, let God help you with whatever that is. And, you know, his love is yours forever. So for people who have been hurt by other people, it's just important to know that that's flesh. That's not, that's not God. That's not the spirit of God. So, um, and we talk about many of these things. We, we, we talk about church here because, you know, we have, have experienced um, painful situations in the church as well. But um, in that particular episode, we really, we really expound because that stuff, if you're not like really for people who aren't that mature and not rooted, like being hurt in the church can really kind of just, like you said, make you just turn away from church and not want to deal with church and church people. But, you know, you can't allow people to turn you away from God because their actions are not a reflection of God. That's just flesh. And that's something that they're going to be held accountable for. But God is there to heal us and to restore us, and we just have to make sure that our hearts are available for him to heal so that we don't grow bitter and we don't hold up and block our blessings. So that's something that's really important that we definitely talk about on the podcast because a lot of folks need to be free, you know, free from from different types Mm -hmm. of stuff. I agree. I agree. (laughs) I really agree. And I think it's it's just an important that's a very important topic because it is a lot of people going through that. And, and we do, we really have to, um, some of this is internal. We really have to stop putting um, people who are made of flesh just like us on pedestal. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, right. you put them well, up on a pedestal, true. they got a long way to fall. So, yeah, you know, it's just that's, that's very true. You just can't do that, and then right. you know that that may do away with some of the hurt right then and there if you don't do that. But uh, but yeah, it does. It's like uh, some some people they feel like it's ten times worse because it was a pastor because you know exactly. So you just have to remember everyone is saying yep, just exactly what you said. So I think that's so important. Um, and again, wanted to remind our listening audience um, if you have a question or comment for our guest. Just press the number one on your uh, phone, and uh, you'll be put into our queue for a question. Uh, if you want to call in, again, it's 845-277-9384. So I guess with with the um, podcast, which you said is coming out on, on Wednesday, 
Yes, this Wednesday. Wednesday. We're going to launch the first episode this Wednesday, yeah. So, so how do folks, I guess, like get to the podcast? What, what platform is that on, or how do they get there? So we're going to be we're going to definitely be on platforms like Spotify and and uh, the one that Apple has, Apple Podcasts. But there's so many podcasts, so mm-hmm. um, we're exploring, you know, the best ones. But Spotify and Apple Podcasts for sure. And we'll be broadcasting. I mean, we'll be promoting online all this week, so everybody will be able. If you haven't followed, well, if you, everyone's pretty much being introduced to the podcast on this line. So if you want to follow us on Instagram and keep up with everything, it is underscore freedom underscore podcast on Instagram. I think it's uh, underscore freedom underscore podcast on Instagram. And um, we per- premiere this this Wednesday on Apple Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask because we're flip flop today, so Kai is handling my role. So I'm gonna ask Kai to make sure that information gets posted up in our uh, uh, chat room and also in our um, in the Facebook event page. If All you right, would, well sent. sir Kai. Okay, I'll definitely take so care of that now. Could you repeat that one more time, underscore? Sure. It's underscore freedom, underscore podcast on Instagram. Awesome. And we actually have a couple of questions, too. I I see our our dashboard is lighting up with uh, questions or comments for you. So we're going to take a couple of those as well. And, again, anyone else listening, if you want to ask a question or make a comment, uh, dial in at 845-277-9384. Press the number 1 on your phone, and you will be put into our queue. Uh, So we're going to take a couple of calls. Uh, We have someone whose phone number is in the That is my job. Oh, sorry. (laughs) You're taking my job today. (laughs) Oh, you're taking I, I, my, my job, my one and only <laughs> job. <laughs> I came out the corner. Well, let, me go, let, me drink, uh, let me go drink a pot, a pot of tea while you handle that kind. Okay. Okay. We do have a couple callers in the queue, and the caller ending in 3896. That's caller ending in 3896. You are now um, in to um, talk to our guest this evening, the great Diana Eaton. Caller ending in 3896. Good evening. Good evening. Um, everyone. Hi. Um, I just want to make a statement. I'm Diana's dad. Um, and I just want Hi, everyone. Hey, baby. Aww. I just want everyone to know that when, when my daughter says, and, and, I, and I'm proud to hear all the accolades that she has received, and um, this is just for her dad, from her dad to the world to hear that she is, um, she has always been a light of of hope and beacon for me from the day she was born as a little girl in the crib. Um, I might embarrass her, but I'm sorry. Um, when Diana was <laughs> home, she, I it's was fine. laying in the bed, and um, Diana cracked me upside my head with a spoon. <laughs> and I, and I, I woke up, I was angry, and I saw that little girl smile, and she kissed me, and I melted my butter. And I've been in love with my daughters. I've been in love with with my oldest daughter ever since, and I'm so, so proud. I'm so honored. Um, I know that everyone says that she's been blessed. No, her parents been blessed because it is nothing but a blessing to bring a child in this world to see that she honors God, that she loves God, and she's a true servant of God. And I just wanted to let her know from her daddy to her that I love her, I admire her, and you keep going, girl. I, I just keep going. Aww. This guy's blessed. Thank you. Too. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That means the world. Amen. We thank you. And that's the, the heart of a, that is the heart of a father right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you you can say I'm biased, but no, I mean that sincerely. I'm not saying it because she's just my child. I'm saying it because she earned it, and and, and I mean that sincerely. You know. Um, Thank you. 
her her journey has been has been phenomenal, and I just want her to keep going. The sky's the limit. This is just the beginning. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dad, for Thank coming you. on, supporting your daughter. Thank you so much. Um, we have caller ending. In, caller ending in zero nine one zero zero nine one zero. You have some questions or comments for our guest. That's caller ending in zero nine one zero. You are now on the line. Hello, this is Pastor Erica Stanley. Hi. And I'm, <laughs> yes, I had to get on. Hi, I'm sorry I've gotten on. Hi, I'm sorry I got on late. I had to go to Staples and get two supplies. But um, I just want to say how fantastic it was working with Diana. And I was more nervous than anything. And I think that at points in time, we kept checking in with each other and says, I'm nervous. You're nervous? Yeah, we're nervous. But God did this, and um, what a what a, a delight to work with her. Um, before I, you know, before she asked about the documentary, we developed a relationship as family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I confided in her with a lot of things, and just I'm, I think I met her around her teens. I don't know, it was late teens or nineteen or twenty, but mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to see her grow and to grow in such a way where only God did this, you know, to go into a family and just save the whole family. Like everyone is going to serve God. And, and, and when, when they, you know, pray and read and even with the uh, freedom podcast, you know, you have to gain some courage to step out on God and say, okay, God, I'm going to do this. So I thank God for her courage, um, even in the face of adversity. Um, you know, other stuff was going on, but she found time to even surpass that and do this documentary, no matter how, what or whoever felt about it, it it's hers. And it's uh, a blessing that she just said, okay, I'm going to do this for my thesis, because how many people would do a film on a, a person that's a Christian when, you know, you can't even hardly get people to say Jesus. And sometimes Jesus is not even mentioned in some of the churches now. But to right. really um, make a film and stay true to God, I think this is, you know, the blessing um, that I had working with Diana. I did not see the documentary until the day it came out. So I was a little nervous <laughs> because I can be a little raw, a little uh, truthful, and I was like, man, did she, did she put that in there? Did she, you know? So that, that's my realness, and I'm like, Lord, I hope she didn't, oh, my goodness, do I have to repent? You know, because it was two years ago. So, you know, I'm not the same person that I am now. God has graced me to, you know, to gain a little bit more of the fruits of the Spirit, self-control, and um <laughs> I just, I just thank God for her, <laughs> you know, and for for choosing me, for allowing her to follow God and follow the Holy Spirit for choosing me. I think we made a great team. I can't take anything. I, I just, I'm so proud of her. I just cried because I couldn't even really look at myself on, on the film because just a lot of things. And even then, I was pushing through, going through trials and tribulations, trying to figure out where I am as far as, um, you know, organization-wise and restructuring the church, and but still finding strength to continue to serve the people. And sometimes the people don't understand what you have to go through to serve them. Um, and, you know, I just thank God for the documentary. I, you know, people who commented to me, they was like, we wish it was longer. I said, well, Lord, just, you know, I don't know what you had to go through just for that little bit, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but they were interested. And so that lets me know there's a venue. You, you know, she has a gift right. and there is a venue that people are looking for, uh, uh, realness and they're looking for God to be solid 
not only in the church, but in Christians' lives. And I think with her capturing, um, you know, the realness on the film, not because it's me, it's because of her gift. You know, the Bible says, you know, the gift will make room for you and usher you before great men and women. And so I believe that as she stayed faithful to God, that her gift has actually made room for her. Um, Other people was like, can I get her number? I I want something done. So I'm like, okay, hold on. Um, You know, it's amazing. When you step out on faith and and see what God will do with you, if you would just trust him. And so I think she has trusted God with that, even with the professors, you know, finding favor with the professors. But that also says about your character, you know, that you're consistent with God and they can see the God in you. They can see that you really live for Christ. And so I just want to continue to encourage you. I'm very, very godly proud of you. Um, uh-huh. You know, I'm going to give me some pork chops, you know. I, you know, I'm going to get some pork chops a <laughs> But anyway, I just, I just really, um, you know, I'm one class clown in school, so I have to joke a little bit. But I, I can't say enough. You have... Um, You've blessed not only me but my family. You've given something to. I'm gonna cry because you're gonna. You're giving something to my son, um, that he can have for the rest of his life. You know, um, when I'm dead and gone, that film is still there. And so, and you know, my great grandchildren, they'll have something to look at. You know, and I just pray, you know, that my legacy will live on through my family. And so, this is just. Uh, history, really history in the making. And so I just want to say, I thank you. Um, anything I could do for your ministry, I'm a servant first. I'm not a leader first. I serve first. And so any way I can serve you, um, I, I'm right here. It's not a, a question that, uh, you know, no is not an answer. I, I'm there. So I just want to tell you how much thank I love you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love you, too. Thank you so much. All right. All right. That's a beloved Pastor Stanley, the heart of a servant. And we thank her for coming on. But I'm going to make an executive decision right now. She wasn't on to hear um, Tyler Perry be a point of light for others. So I'm going to replay that again so she'll have an opportunity to hear it. And then we'll have some closing comments and questions, comments after that. Um, if that's okay with you know Nichelle, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, before I go back into my corner. No, 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 no don't ask me now for permission, Kai. <laughs> you just you come back over. Go, go ahead. <laughs> I grew up in New Orleans. My mother worked as a daycare assistant at the Jewish Community Center. The man that I was told was my father was a carpenter and a functional alcoholic. He was abusive to my mother and I, not more than a baby herself, when she married this man, she tried her best to protect me from him. But with no life skills of her own, she did what she knew how to do. Friday was payday for him, so he would come home happy, but that was short-lived. He would go out and return a few hours later drunk and angry, yelling and fighting her. As I look back over my life, there were many people that had a hand in shining light into my darkness when I was growing up. I had just started junior high school, and in order for me to get to high school, I had to walk through the drug dealers, literally step over the and the drug addicts, walk through a graveyard, then in the next block past gang members, and then go through the projects, and then come to a six-lane intersection, and it was always busy, but just beyond that was the school. Well, one day as I'm approaching this intersection, I hear this voice saying, will someone help me cross? He was in a suit. He had a cooler in hand and a folded lawn chair in one hand and a cane in the other. Will someone help me cross, he said. People kept ignoring him, walking past him with their busy lives. We were poor, but we were busy. I don't know why poor people are so busy. I said, I'll help you in my 13-year-old changing voice. He said, well, thank you, son. May I have your shoulder? I said, yes, sir. He said, don't trick me now. I said, no, sir, I won't. We crossed the street. I asked him where he was going. He told me that he was going to, uh, to my school to sell perline candy to the kids. 
So I helped him to the school, and he said thank you, and he told me that God would bless me for my kindness. He and I became friends. We took that walk every day. I came out of school one afternoon, and there he was, sitting outside in that lawn chair selling praline candies, 25 cents. And I saw one of the kids try to buy candy, right? And they gave Mr. Butler a dollar, and they told him it was a $5 bill. I stepped in, and I said, Mr. Butler, this is a scam. Needless to say, I had a lot of enemies at that school. But it didn't matter. I was glad to do it. You see, Mr. Butler was one of the first men in my life to see me. And what made it all the more special is that he was blind. He was a point of light. One morning, I was late meeting him, and as I walked up to the intersection, I could see Mr. Butler standing there, not saying a word. So I tipped up behind him, and I said, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to wait to see what happens. He said, I know you're there, son. I said, yes, sir, I am. I said, I didn't hear you saying, will someone help me cross? He said, no, I was listening for you. I said, you were? He said, yes. Sometimes in life, son, when you pray and you said all you can say, all you have to do is stand and wait and listen. What a point of light he was. There are many people in this world that are wanting, waiting, saying, asking, begging, hoping. Will someone help me cross? We all have the power to be a point of light. And that was a dedication to you to this evening, Pastor Stanley and Diana, Arlena Eaton. Okay, I'm going back in my corner till I'm called again. <laughs> okay. You can stay out of your corner. Under the show now, Kai, you can, you can stay out of the corner. But I just want to, I want to thank uh, our listening audience and our I also want to thank our uh, callers who called in, especially your dad. He was about to make me cry. Eric almost made me cry. They need to stop it. (laughs) But that's really um, awesome to hear when people talk about you like that. So that is truly a blessing. Right? And and it's truly a blessing uh, to know that, that people, that's how they see you. Uh, and so we just, yeah, we just thank you for sharing your gift. Yeah, thank you. We thank you for sharing your your gift with us. Um, and we want to thank you for being our lovely guest today. Um, thank before you. Before we go, do you want to throw out all uh, it? Now we talked about the Instagram, but uh, do you want to throw out any contact information for any of your other projects that you do? Your, your photography, anything like that. Any whatever you want to throw out there for people to um, go to, and, and again, Kai will make sure they're posted in the uh, in the uh, event page. Uh, but did you have anything else to say, or some closing remarks as well? Sure. Well, um, people can find me on the best way to keep up with me is on social media because I do um, um, post a lot about my projects and things that I have going on over social media. So um, I'm active on Facebook and Instagram. So on Facebook, people can find me if they just type in my name, Diana Eaton. And on Instagram, my personal handle is Diana underscore Arlena. And um, that's spelled A-R-L-A-N-A, Diana Diana underscore Arlena on Instagram is where folks can find me. And the podcast is just one of the projects I have coming up soon. I have another really big project coming up, but I can't quite mention it yet. But I do look forward to, all I'll say is just everybody stay tuned because I do have something big in the works. Um, I've spent most of today working on it. So um, I'll probably be announcing that within the next few weeks. So that's just a coming okay. soon thing. But, um, yeah, I just thank you for having me on here. Thank you. I thank everybody. You know, I, I thank God above all. Um, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be doing any of this. You know, it, it's it's not by my own might of power. It's, it's it's by God's grace. So I'm thankful unto God. I'm thankful for my family. You know, God has blessed me with really amazing parents. And, you know, my grandma, I have a little sister, and 
I just have a really strong support system. And I tell you guys, like, my family, as long as I'm not hurting myself or hurting anybody else, my family will always have my back and support me no matter what I do. You know, um, they're always there. When nobody is around, they're always there for me. So I really just love and appreciate my family, and I thank God for them every day. And um, I, I just I thank God for friends, you know, for people. Just I, I just thank God for life and for just blessing me the way that He has. And I just look forward to Him continuing to use me because that's really what I aim to do. You know, I just want to shine a light in the world and and make a difference and point people to Jesus because that's really, you know, He's the one who gives life and gives joy and heals and gives us peace and everything good and great. Amen. So thank you again, um, Diana, and just thank you uh, for our listening audience. Uh, this has been an awesome show. I want to thank our lovely uh, uh, host slash co-host in the background, Kai. You did a wonderful job, Kai. I'm sorry I tried to take Thank you, job. Kai. And so, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and, and so uh, we just thank you all. We'll see you next time. And, Kai, you can say your ending line because it sounds so good when you say it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, there's nothing more for me to say, and I would like to uh, thank Diana for coming on and taking the, you know, taking the uh, invitation that we've given her. And now Diana Arlena Eaton, director uh, um, extraordinaire, is now part of the Man in the Mirror family. This Yay. is Kai and Michelle. And as always, we'll see you at the mirror. <laughs>